hello and welcome to your second installment of Say Something Interesting this week. You guys are gluttons for punishment. It is uh, part two of a two-part episode. <laughs> we filmed the first part yesterday live on screen uh, where we did the pre-service festivities for Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. uh, we exchanged gifts, kind of. Um, <laughs> I actually have something to say about that. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Okay. Megan's uh, here, by the way, everybody. Yeah, hi, everyone. Welcome to This is Say Something Interesting, the follow-up <laughs> podcast from East Lake Tri-Cities. My name is Brent with me. As always, this is my friend Megan. There, if I covered you, the script. I hope you weren't like two times listening to us. Oh, man, that, that would be super fast. <laughs> yeah. Brent gave me socks yesterday, like ambushed me with a present. I did. Uh, ambushed you? That's aggressive. <laughs> We talked about it. We both agreed. False. We set a budget. And then I can't help if you didn't follow through. That's fine. But, but I actually, so um, I actually have something for you. Oh, You're yeah. not going to believe this, but I do have something for you that I keep forgetting at my house. Oh, yeah. Um, so If only you had a day off of work to think through it and bring it in with you to the office today. I was going to, and then I forgot it. Uh, I put it in the cupboard. And I keep Megan joined it. us for staff meeting today, it's everybody. It's true. This yeah. is a great. She's usually at her other cooler job and not able to come <laughs> join us for this. So it's been fun to have her here uh, all yeah. morning. And yeah. we're recording this a little earlier than usual. Truth. You have a vet appointment this yep. afternoon. Well, my cats do. So <laughs> I, I think that was clear. I could be off on that. Um, I did find out this week something interesting that was brought to my attention. Um, uh, have you ever heard of the podcast Stuff You Should Know? I want to say yes, but I've never listened. It's it's to it. a uh, I think it's a Gimlet one. Let me let me look on on that as I as I talk about it. But it's a let's see. Oh no, iHeartRadio. They that they're they're oh, okay. it. Um, it's a pretty big one. It's a it's a uh, I don't know. It's a semi well known podcast. Mm -hmm. And I got a message from um, Jake this week who said, "Has anybody ever told you you sound like one of the guys? Oh really? Like your pace, your cadence, your humor, all of that <laughs> kind of stuff sounds like." <laughs> one of the guys on there. So did you um, listen to it? I did. And I played it for Kylie and she's like, yeah, no, I think I agree. <laughs> so, um, I guess that's interesting yeah. for me. That's not my something interesting, <laughs> but, um, it is weird to listen because there's two guys on there mm -hmm. and I was trying to figure out which one he thought I sounded like. Oh yeah. And uh -huh. I was like, if he thinks I sound like this guy, <laughs> I don't like, know. I need to reassess. I got to reassess. I, <laughs> I try and listen to the podcast after it's gone yeah, to see if I can improve on, mm -hmm. you know, pacing or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, whatever else. And I, if I sound like that, then I'm, I'm, I need to listen more and do a little more work. <laughs> the other guy was like, it's probably this guy. And uh, yeah. it, it turned out to be the other guy. And I was like, all right, that <laughs> semi makes sense. But, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's not much catching up because we saw each other uh, yesterday yep. and, and talked a little bit about it. We played a fun game. If mm -hmm. you missed the fun game, here's what you can do. You can go to our talks page or our Vimeo and w w watch from the very beginning mm -hmm. as we played a game called fill in this Google search. Autocomplete. Autocomplete. Uh, auto yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> I think it went pretty well. We yeah. had some great answers, some sure great did. interaction. Thank you for those of you who logged in early. Mm -hmm. Some of our most... Uh, profitable interactions yeah um, i would well, say uh i mean yeah we get kylie and i have gotten some good interactions but, but before, what i'm but saying yeah. is that they guessed cor like they were, were correct they were, a lot of the I time think they were cheating but yes, that could be because <laughs> and other times we've had you say oh that was funny this is it you actually got to like play the game and you were very good at it and or cheaters um i tend to lean towards the latter a yeah. little bit but whatever it's all good um, and this is our last podcast of the official yeah. 2020 year. 
So we're taking next week off for a good reason. Um, and uh, then we'll be back in January for that thing. Yeah. But uh, this is this is it. This is the big finale. Woot. You got big plans for Christmas and New Year's? No. <laughs> <laughs> no? You gonna are you gonna watch the ball drop on TV? Uh, probably not. I don't know. I'll probably watch a movie or stay something. up that night. I will I will probably stay up until midnight. Just because fireworks are gonna happen and my cats are gonna freak out. So I love that uh it does feel like everybody's like, Oh man, I can't wait for the new year and it's uh, just even, gonna be the same. Even, I don't know. <laughs> even Kristen Wig on SNL, she hosted this week. Yeah. And uh, she it was it was funny and in her monologue she like mocked that. I can't wait till this is all over on January first. <laughs> Like, you know, just it's it's going to be funny how many people talk like that or think like that, mm-hmm. like a calendar year shifts yeah. things. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Since our last yeah. podcast, the Moderna vaccine did get approved. Nice. So now we got two going at mm-hmm. it, which is great. Um, but uh, anyways, I don't know if there's any other modifications for that. I found out I'm going to be super rich again. Um, <laughs> we were talking about a staff meeting today. None of our other. Well, not, that's not true. But uh, <laughs> Megan, uh, single pay her household yeah, uh-huh. so she's gonna get 600 bucks which is great for the yeah. you know stimuli i mean it's 600 bucks you didn't have a week ago true um but it uh really starts stacking up when you start having four kids and, yeah. a, and a spouse <laughs> um so it was like it was really nice yeah. it was uh it was good know, to wake Brett up i was to. so excited i was, I was excited like, why are you excited about it yeah <laughs> and then i realized yeah oh yeah oh <laughs> uh i did hear they're giving 50 dollars per cat <laughs> So, <laughs> I'm laughing so hard because I was just thinking in my head. Too bad they don't give yeah, money for my dependent. Yeah, pets. only twenty dollars per dog, though. I don't know. <laughs> More cat people, I guess. Um, but anyways, no, that'll be that'll be interesting and yeah. a fun little Christmas thing that we didn't yeah. plan on. But any anything else exciting? Just we talk you know, about. Yeah, I'm. I made it to my first winter break as a teacher. That's right. Super you just excited. said you're super proud of this. Yeah, like, I'm like you did it. Unreasonably proud. Yeah. God, um, you need a break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's good. But yeah, I'm excited. Because you're about off. It. Like your Friday was your last day, and yep. you're off mm-hmm. all this week. And when's the first day back of school? The fifth? January fourth. Fourth. Okay, so the Monday there mm-hmm. on on the fourth. So we get two. Like two full weeks. Yeah. Ten days. And I did so. see that they raised the numbers of acceptable numbers of cases for some students. I don't know how that affects middle schools and high schools. Well, I but don't know. I mean, that was at the state level. I think they changed the... Right. Yeah. What are, what are the acceptable numbers? It for was 75 per 100,000, and mm-hmm. I think it's like 250, 250 yeah. uh, per 100,000. So, um, you know, if we can get some numbers down, maybe yeah. we can... And I don't know. Like, part of it with high school is... Um, like cohorting and that which is like you're with the same group of people the whole time you're there yeah which is really easy in elementary because you're in one class oh right the whole right time. right different but, high school um and at middle school the way pasco does their classes it's even a little bit easy because they do like the same kids do like math english social studies like so it's pretty easy for them to see like four teachers the same group of kids but at high school that's like so anyway all the plans i've seen sounds so much horrible than what we're doing now that I was like, can we just stay online? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And so teachers we'll are in line as CDC came out and said, teachers are in round two, yep. which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, hopefully soon it feels yeah. like there was a lot of buzz and then I just haven't heard as much of like, there's a line out the door for the COVID vaccine. I know that that's not how they do it, but mm-hmm. it does feel like, is there more action? I mean, we talked about this. This is great, but can we see these I things think happening? I've seen, I have a couple like, 
social media friends who are in the medical field, like nurses or whatever. Yeah. And they've talked about watching, like seeing on their feeds, their friends getting vaccines right. and stuff like that. So it's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. They're just not publicly yeah. talking about it as much as I wish they would. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> they don't like they have to do anything for me. It has been funny. Kylie and I talked about um, this uh, this year, how I wonder on, on a walk, I we said, I said, I wonder how this changes moving forward social media activity about here's what I did this week and here's who I did it with and here's where I went. Obviously, for good reason, either people aren't going and traveling or if they are, they're not talking about it as 100%, much. 100%, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, what, I'm not here to talk about the logistics of whether that's good or bad. I just mean that maybe perhaps they can go and enjoy something in life and not feel the need to tell everybody about it. And side note, guilty as charged um, for me having, you know, done that in the past or whatever. But I wonder if that's a carryover, like a benefit from this thing later on is that you can go eat out at a nice restaurant and not feel like you have to show people that you ate at a nice restaurant. Yeah, maybe. So we'll see. I would. Or people are just going to double down when we're allowed to like share about it. (laughs) Maybe. We'll see. Be smart about it, everybody. Let's do it. What do you yeah. say? <laughs> All right, let's talk about Sunday um, yeah. because Kylie, my wife, spoke and uh, closed off our Advent series, um, talking a little bit about Mary and the process of getting the news, the Annunciation piece, the birth of Jesus piece, and then the disengagement of uh, you know the the process that an adolescent goes through of disengaging from mom and dad and becoming their own person, and the emotions involved in sort of letting go, and then also you factor in the whole Jesus divine peace and son of God peace. And then, so that just like, I think heightens the whole deal. And, yeah. and obviously at some points wanting to go back the ache to go back to times more simpler than this, mm-hmm. where perhaps things were more under our control and we can, we had uh, the ability to kind of make our own calls and some things and, and watching that kind of pass us by. And are we okay with that? Um, and then realizing in order to experience then what is on the other side of this, it's, it's, it's hard to, it's impossible to experience a uh, high school kid in the way that they interact with their parents and the love of them choosing to be with you as opposed to maybe as a, you know, first grader or kindergartner not having the option um, and how when they choose to hang with you when they don't have to, that's cool, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a blessing and that's awesome. Um, and if you always are just nostalgic to go back to the time when they had less control Mm -hmm. and then you, you know, yeah, there's, there's more in your favor there, but obviously there's a new thing that you're not able to experience if you just ache for the nostalgia of the old thing. Um, speaking of which, when did you, did you ever go through a phase where as a high school student, you didn't want to hang out with your mom? Nope. You liked your mom the whole time. I like true story. We, when I was in high school, my first years of high school, we lived in Italy. And so our school was on base. Yeah. And so we were allowed, we didn't eat in a cafeteria. We were allowed to like go over to the like commissary, like the grocery store food court, like complex that was on base. Yeah. And that's where we ate most of the time. And I would regularly, because sometimes my mom would be there shopping and I would see her and regularly like shout across the room, hi, mom. 
And she'd be like trying to not disturb me, like trying to be a good mom, right? Give me my space. And yeah. I would like flag her down and say hello. So no, I never went through. Your siblings, same same type thing? I mean, maybe a little bit more, but not Because I wonder that how I much of that is jaded, not jaded in a negative way, but just influenced by being a military family. Well, Where maybe... it is a little more tightly knit unit because you're traveling. I mean, I don't remember my brother going through that either. And he spent... Because we lived for seven years in the same like place, um, and that was where he was in like middle school, high school. And I don't really remember him going through that either. But he's also seven years older than me, so like my awareness of what he was like in high school um, is limited, I guess, in that capacity. Because like we're in two different worlds at that point. But um, I don't really remember him going through that either. We've always been a really close family, which I think some of is because of the military. And some of it's just because of how we were raised and how my parents were raised to like value family and have that bond. So Yeah, I've got three younger sisters, and I don't think at any point were the family relations to the point where like none of the kids wanted to hang out with mom and dad. I mean, we've all had pretty positive relationships with them, which is probably a testament to their ability to be good parents. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so I don't know. I don't have like a, the black sheep family who's like, I, I'll only come home for Christmas. And it's a huge favor to you to do that. Yeah. Um, it's always been like they look forward to coming home at Christmas or or several times throughout the year. And it's gotten maybe a little bit less and less as the fan, their families get bigger and they get married. And so there's other families involved in who we have to go spend Thanksgiving with, with versus Christmas with and yada, yada, yada. But mm-hmm. it's always been super positive. Um, in that way, but it has looked different. I mean, like it's definitely been less and yeah, you could go back and think of, Oh, it's so nice when all the kids were under one roof or all, so nice when they all lived closer or whatever. But, um, I don't know. It's also yeah. really nice that there's the freedom and we still, yeah. I will want say like all three of us, cause I have two older siblings, all three of us ended up going to college at least 3000 miles away from where our parents lived at the time. So like my, we lived in Maryland when my brother graduated high school and he went to school in Pittsburgh and we moved to Washington state and then when, and then Italy. And then when we were in Italy, my sister went to school in Washington state and then I went to school in Washington state and my parents lived in Maryland at that time. Mm. And so like all of us, so we never had like a willfully, I don't want to be with you, but all of us went to college and like, so at 18, all of us kind of had a big break of having to be on our own and do that just because of where we decided to go to school. Sure. So, In what area do you think you're most nostalgic about eight, the ache to go back? Is there any season where you're like, oh, I wish I could go back to this season? Oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> fully enjoyed in the here now? College wasn't uh, like that for you? I mean, I loved college. Yeah. And I there are times when I wish I could go back to that. Not... Not necessarily who I was, but just the complete freedom and almost zero responsibility. Like that phase of life that you have in college, that I had the privilege of having in college because of who my family is and how they supported me. And so like that sounds really attractive to go back to, but I love like it didn't I, feel like we didn't have responsibility at that time. No, did it, it didn't, but we didn't. We didn't. I didn't have I'd any not, responsibility. No. I had no accountability for like no. what anything. <laughs> and yet I don't remember being like, God, these are the days. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, because you're never like these are the days when you're in the days. Like Well, no, I know, but like it did feel like 
I had, I felt like I had a ton of responsibility and that I had always had papers yeah. and, you know, assignments and this and that and the other thing. But yeah, from a money standpoint, I mean, it was all, I lived in the dorms mm-hmm. and the cafeteria was open. So it's not like I'm struggling for food or shelter or mm-hmm. anything like that. That's I actually asked of. my students, I like to ask my students really random questions as like get to know you questions. Um, and I asked them if you could be any age, like past, current or future, what age, what age would you choose to be and why? And like the vast majority of them chose 20s in their 20s, like 21 to and they're 27. All, you're talking about 16, 17 year olds, right? Well, like 14, 15 okay. year olds mostly. But um, yeah, so it was really, that was really interesting to me to like hear that and like why they would choose that. And almost what all was of their them, reasoning? most of all of them, most all of them that chose their 20s was like, you're able to do everything, which is code for, you know what, uh, like drinking. And um, then also like, you're still pretty young. Like that's what, <laughs> that's what they said. Like yeah. you're, you're able to, you're, le- you're able to do everything and you're still pretty young. So I would choose like that age. So it was, it was really interesting though. I had a couple of students who chose like younger. I, I'd want to go back to being like eight or six or whatever. Um, and for them, it was mostly just like, no responsibility, like get to be young and free. nobody, nobody said 37. No, no one said 37. Oh, so, because <laughs> they think 37 year olds are really, really old. <laughs> <laughs> One foot in the grave, basically, how that works. But I really like asking my students random questions, like in that vein, um, just to kind of like, I don't know, you get a like different insight into what they're thinking and how they're feeling. Yeah. So, and the second part of her talk on Sunday, coming back to that a little bit, is this idea of the new access that Jesus provides. That if we just stayed young, if we just you know ached for to, the longing to go back, we would never experience the point of what Jesus came to do, as Paul talks about in Romans 8, which is establish this new access point to where we never have to guess any longer. What does God think of us? He loved us so much that he showed up in the flesh. He went for the jugular, according to her mm-hmm. text that she chose. And uh, and made himself known to us to kind of prepare a way to get to know him or grow close in our relationship with him. Um, and uh, that new access point can also be a sign of hope no matter where we come from, whatever we've done, our feelings of guilt, shame, whatever. It's all like that's uh, a water under the bridge. That's a – there's always – no matter where you're at, there's still a place to go. There's always an up from here. Um, which I think is was a positive thing, but anyways, yeah. that's my summary of it. I yeah. had a chance to hear it from her in from its in, inception and its evolution <laughs> and its finished product, yeah, and then its second finished product and the third draft and all of those things. She worked <laughs> so hard at it. She I did an awesome it. job, um, and she took her job very very seriously, which is really really cool. So yeah. good for her. Yeah. Uh, anything from your notes? Yeah. So I was thinking she talked about also. Um, when Mary, when Jesus is first born, Mary is like treasuring that moment and treasures those things in her heart. And then as he grows and, um, changes, like you can tell through like the text, you can tell it's getting harder for her to see her son, like for her to remember that he's also the son of God and that he has a like bigger purpose on earth. And, um, and for me, it was like, when you, it was that idea of like really starting to get passionate about something, Um, so like I thought immediately, cause I'm pretty into like social justice and like working on that with myself. And when you like first start, you're really passionate about it and you're treasuring all these thoughts and all these ideas. And, and then the actual work of it is not, it's not idealistic. It's hard. And it's, um, 
challenging and difficult and you have to let go of some things that maybe you didn't want to let go of. And you have to, um, like change who you are and change what your ideas are about certain things. And so like that, and that happens not just with social justice, but with a lot of things of like, oh, it was really like fun and sweet and kind and like idealistic at the beginning. But now when I'm in the practicality of it and in the reality of it, it's, it's harder. Yeah. And so that idea of like, of also wanting to be nostalgic for that time when you felt idealistic about something instead of like recognizing the power of the work you're doing and like, and the reality of the hard work that you're doing now. So yeah, that was one thing I thought of. It's good. Now, the other thing I was thinking about is she was talking, um, I don't remember what her exact words were now, but talking about like not seeing the whole picture, not, um, like kind of being caught up in our own ideas of something. And so I was thinking um, a lot of times when we're nostalgic for the past or nostalgic for something, some past version of something, we're not trusting God's vision for what's going to happen. Or even if we're stuck in the present and like, this is horrible and I don't like this and I'm nostalgic for this past. That's what she was talking about. Um, We're not trusting like God, to hold the whole vision for what we're going to do and what it's going to look like and how that's going to be like wonderful and amazing. Um, and how he sees, he sees the whole picture and we don't always see that whole picture in our lives. And so, um, those are kind of my two thoughts that I took away from that. Yeah. I love it. It's great. It was the conclusion of Advent. It was our looking at the past where when we kicked off the series, we did, nostalgic for the future, nostalgic in the present, and nostalgic in the past. So I thought she summed it up really well. And uh, that is going to be our last teaching series for 2020. And we'll start a brand new one on January 3rd when we are back in the saddle, which brings us to kind of the schedule for the remainder of the year. Just so you guys know, Christmas Eve, uh, outdoor services, 4, 5, and 6 o'clock. Our 4 o'clock is almost almost full. There's a few spots left. Um, we do have to limit it based on just government regulations and uh, and then uh, spots at our 5 o'clock and our 6. So if you're listening to this and really don't care, please pick 5 or 6. We'd love yeah. to see your faces. Uh, then we'll be doing family photos in the lobby. Uh, we're going to have some cocoa available. We're going to be doing like candlelight, carols, fire pits. It's going to be a, just a... Fun old time. <laughs> um, and it'd be great. We'd love yeah. to have you out for that. All right. Let's jump into our something yeah. interesting. I opened, which means you go first. Yeah, I'm ready. Um, this is some breaking news. The break dancing oh. is an official Olympic sport. I did hear that, actually. Yeah. yeah. It is going to be in the 2024 Olympics. And it is, yeah, so breakdancing is now an official Olympic sport, which is pretty cool. I'm kind of excited. I yeah. think that's cool. That's so really it, uh, they couldn't make it work for 2021, huh? Well, too, no, because no, I think it's already all set. Yeah. from 2020 because it was supposed to be this summer but guys that is exciting that we get the olympics this year like in, yeah. in the in a short period between it'll be 2021 and then 2022 will be that it's basically two years in a row we get the olympics that's true because it'll be winter in 2022 I think first i don't know i don't want to say first time ever don't quote me on that but it's that's <laughs> it's gonna be well they didn't nuts. used to be like the timing of it has changed over the years yeah in terms of like when winter and when summer are like right the timing for it to be every two years, like so four years between them, but offset, um, is pretty recent. Who's your odds on favorite for country to win uh, breakdancing 
uh, gold medal. Ooh, I don't know about other. I mean, USA has been breakdancing for a while. Like it's been a big thing here for a while, but I don't know uh, what other countries are doing it. Like where's, I want to say maybe France has a decent breakdancing mm. scene or some, it's like some other European country, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm going to guess probably USA, but I'm I don't know sure. why, but I, I would say Brazil, something in South America. Why? That, that, I don't know. That just feels like. <laughs> I think it's maybe like the last time the Olympics are going on, like all the street performers in Rio and all that kind of okay, stuff. Maybe. maybe. I know, but it's like a hip hop based yeah. dance, which yeah. is an American dance. So I, I think it originally. I think America's America, going to be up there for sure. Yeah. I think we'll be on the podium, but uh, yeah. I don't know. Are you going to watch? For sure. Yeah. yeah. I'll try to at least. Good. Yeah. That's great. Uh, okay. Mine has to do with a new TV show that I found that I, I'm, I'm liking a lot. Do you watch Shark Tank? Um, I've seen it, but I don't watch okay, it. Okay, I like Shark Tank, right? So that's the Mark Cuban one. Uh, he's not the only one on there, but he's one of the, the mm-hmm. main faces for it. I think he's one of the executive producers for it. People come, they pitch an idea, they do the thing. Um, and it's always like on, it's always on the Shark Tank location spot, right? And so they come and do, they do their cheesy pitches and then they ask for an investment share in it. This is a little bit differently. This is a, a show called The Profit. Um, not profit like prophetic, whatever profit like you make money. Profit. You told me the name of it earlier, and I totally in my head spelled it like. Well, when they call it prophetic. the profit, yeah. you think the other way. It's just called the profit, but is it's, it P R O F I T? F I T. Yes. Okay. Uh, with the uh, host, his name is Marcus Lemonis. I believe he was the CEO of Camping World and has done a bunch of different things. Anyways, it's a it's it's documentary style, but it's done on location at people's businesses. So he oh. goes in, hears and sees their kind of factory, mm-hmm. sees their processes sees who their staff is who their leadership is uh and then he doesn't make any money from cnbc who hosts the show uh to do this he invests literally his own cash into these things and says here's capital if you'll let me change this and update Mm -hmm. this and and do whatever um and it's been uh it's been a very interesting show to see the dynamics at play because a lot of times in these small businesses there's a lot of nepotism involved Mm -hmm. you know oh my dad runs our marketing department because he's he did marketing back in the 70s well it looks a lot differently now yeah so he'll come in and be like i'll give you money but you need to fire your dad and yeah. they'll be Ooh. like, they'll be like, oh, I can't do that. Then I can't give you any money. Um, so there's all kinds of I, like OMG. I like a hardcore businessman sort of mentality uh-huh. in that way. Um, and then again, just the difference of it being on property is much better than I think the shark pitch. I like the sharks a lot. So like, I don't want to say stop watching Shark Tank, and <laughs> it's just different. But um, they are on season seven right now, mm-hmm. uh, or they just finished season seven, and uh, they are in production for season eight. So that's coming up. But uh, it's on CNBC. Check it out. The Profit with Marcus Limonis. Um, especially if you're into, if you like Shark Tank, mm-hmm. you'll like this. If you've ever awesome. gone to uh, like Target and they say, hey, if you like this book, you'll probably like this book. <laughs> that's the pitch for this. I always like to mishmash the books, by the way, at Target when I see that. Oh, really? Yeah. So like, <laughs> if <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> if you liked Becoming like by Michelle Obama, chaos. that's what you are, Brent. <laughs> if you like Becoming with Michelle Obama, you'll love Catcher in the Rye. Oh you my know what gosh, I mean? Brent. Like, really? I, really? That's interesting. Oh yeah. You're going to love this. Oh my gosh. You're going to love Ready Player One. <laughs> sci-fi <laughs> alright that'll do it for this week's episode and the final episode of 2020 Woo-hoo. we'll be back January 4th 5th whatever that Monday Tuesday is 4th 
uh, and uh, live and ready. If you want to come hang out with us on Christmas Eve, 4, 5, and 6, go to eastlaketricities.com, RSVP directly from the website there. Go to the events page. I think you'll be able to find it there. Or just check your Eastlake Weekly and click one of the buttons in there. Other than that, have a great holiday, everybody. Thank you so much for listening and making this a fun part of our week. We hope it's a fun part of your week. Indeed. And uh, our presence is presence enough. We're not getting you any presents this year. That's that's, that's (laughs) our gift. And apparently that's Megan's gift to me as well. (laughs) Balls! Have a good one, guys. See ya. Bye.